Welcome to Matter of Fact Considers. Ooh, what are we considering? Okay, get excited because we're here to talk about a show that was actually quite formative in my adolescent years. It is the ABC hit sitcom, Dharma and Greg. Okay, we're taking it way back, I guess. (laughs) All the way back to 1997. (laughs) I actually did a rewatch last year, so I'm excited to chat about um, all of this late 90s greatness, but also share a good amount of current day critique. Love a critique. Absolutely. We're here to consider all of it. So the two of us, Kat and Soraya, can apply our same lens and matter of fact to Dharma and Greg, a show about... <laughs> show about... Kat, I haven't seen it. Help me out here. I have no a, idea. A quirky show with lovable characters showing us that opposites can attract and when they do, hilarious and often heartwarming antics ensue. Oh, that's so sweet. Okay, we will, of course, break it down however we see fit and share lots of spoilers, or Cat will. And we can't promise this will be the most prolific or well-researched, obviously I haven't seen it, conversation about Dharma and Greg, but we'll share some hot takes on the show, or at least Cat will, and I'll have some commentary, all as a matter of fact. Whether you've watched the show or have no idea what it's about, it's time to combine a stuffy, posh family with a bunch of truly free spirits as we explore Dharma and Greg. Okay, so first, can I set the scene with the stage of characters that we have in Dharma and Greg? I imagine Dharma and Greg factor. Yeah, Dharma and Greg are our lead characters. And actually, I don't, I think that there's a small amount of characters for this show. So we have Dharma and Greg. Dharma's full name is Dharma Freedom Montgomery. Her maiden name is, of course, Finkelstein. Um, Of course. (laughs) I guess disgusting. (laughs) Her dad's last name is Finkelstein. Um, And she's played by Jenna Elfman. Do you remember? Jenna Elfman she really had a moment in this time yeah I think of like PC uh like blonde hair yeah oh yeah that makes sense I feel Uh like PC is a very like p-e-i-c-y with the bangs kind of PC Mm -hmm. and Uh she always had short hair which I as a short-haired adolescent was just like very into Okay. Uh, and, you know, I think that this show is the main thing that Jenna Elfman is known for. She doesn't see, I mean, she did some other stuff. I remember she had a cameo in that movie I loved called Can't Hardly Wait from when we were young. Um, you love that movie. I love that movie. And, like, kind of regrettably, like, it's not that good. Well, maybe it's a great, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I feel like I should have, like, higher, like, uh, more highbrow tastes. But I'm like, oh, Can't Hardly Wait. Love that shit. Um So I think that this is the main thing she's known for. And in this role, Dharma is, of course, like this very free-spirited woman. She's like very caring and compassionate. I really think at her core, she believes that like the world is a good place and can be better if we make it better. Um, And she, her influence for her worldview is due in large part to her parents. Um, So for both these characters, like their parents are very involved in the show. And for Dharma, her parents are Abby and Larry. And Larry is kind of, he's like this, I don't know, very skeptical of the government kind of man. They're both real hippies, but Abby's more like artistic and like free love and those kind of things. And Larry is like, did a lot of drugs um, and is like real forgetful (laughs) and silly um, and just at his core, incredibly skeptical of the U.S. government. Uh, our other main character, of course, is Greg. 
Gregory Clifford Montgomery, um, who is played by Thomas Gibson, who is known Not for Thomas few- Gibson. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we know him from other roles as well. What do we know him Criminal from? Criminal Minds. Mm-hmm. Criminal Minds as Hotch, Aaron Hotchner. Yeah, which is BAU Supervisor yes. Yeah, there's I think one other show like on his Wikipedia page, there's three shows that he's known for. Um, and it's Criminal Minds, Dharma and Greg. And there's another one before it that I forget. Um, but of course, we know him from Criminal Minds. And I for can me, we, oh, go ahead. Can, can we go back to Jenna Elfman for a moment? Oh, yeah. Bring us back. Okay. So I was trying to think I'm like, I know her definitely. But you're right. Like, I don't. I don't know of her any in any prolific show other mm-hmm. than Dharma and Greg. And uh, so I, you know, went on to Wikipedia real quick just to like, get a little info. Yeah, background. What's your Jenna info? Um, Scientology came up pretty oh. predominantly. Oh. <laughs> so if, if she wasn't known <laughs> in, uh, if you don't know her from the show Dharma and Greg, uh, Scientology is where you might know her Yikes. from. Um, and apparently... I guess I, Charlie Sheen is part of Scientology. I only say because she also like was on Two and a Half Men. Oh yeah, like she like times. guest starred a couple. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, that's a fun fun fact about her. I don't know anything about Thomas Gibson in Scientology. I just do know that as we've talked about many times, he kicked someone on the set of Criminal Minds, and that's yep. why he was not invited and that was, back. I, th- I think that was like his fall from fame. I don't think he's done much since then. Or no. if he has, it's not been like noteworthy. Yeah. Too mm-hmm. bad. I'm sorry, I delayed your Thomas oh, Gibson. No, that was very interesting Jenna Elfman information. Uh-huh. <laughs> I will think of her as Dharma always. Um, and I won't I don't know. I just loved her so much uh as Dharma and I won't I won't let myself be bogged down by all the the real life stories of Jenna Elfman. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, wait, one more fun fact about yeah. Jenna Elfman. Oh gosh, oh no, go for it. I don't know, this won't bog you down. She began her professional career as a dancer appearing in the music videos for Depeche Mode and uh, Anthrax and uh, touring with the rock band ZZ Top on their 1994 tour as a legs girl. (laughs) That feels very unexpected. She also is very tall and I think has very long legs. So, okay, I guess that tracks. So there you go. Dancer, which makes sense because later she was on So You Think You Can Dance. And I'm like, that's a weird, that's a weird move. She was? You know so much more about her than I do. I'm just like Wikipedia, bro. (laughs) I know nothing. I know nothing. (laughs) Continue. Oh, no, this is great. Okay, so Greg is this, like, played by Thomas Gibson, is this straight-laced lawyer who's, like, pretty stuffy and had a very proper upbringing. He's also, like, very cute and very charming. I the His demeanor and, like, his character in this show versus Criminal Minds is just night and day. Hmm. So for me, watching Criminal Minds, it's always hard for me to take Hotch as seriously because I'm always just like, oh, but you're Greg, though, you know? <laughs> Before and, you join the FBI, you right. <laughs> Which, like, it, he is, like, stuffy in similar ways, but he's just, like, a lot sweeter. And the chemistry between him and Dharma is just so undeniable. I just think that these people were chosen. I just think that the show is cast really well. Although, like, what do I know? We've discussed this before. Like, I'll watch shows and people will say, oh, my God, the acting was terrible. That was a terrible wig on that person. And I'm like, I love the acting and I did not notice the wig, you know? So I like, I don't think I'm really, I don't have a very like astute lens through which I look at a lot of media. I just yeah. like it all if it's bad or good, you know? Uh-huh. 
Okay, so Greg's parents are Kitty and Edward, and they are like super rich, super posh, um, and they don't have a super great marriage. Like their marital issues um, kind of come up a lot throughout the, the series. They just don't communicate very well. Whereas, like, Dharma's parents commun- like over-communicate, and it's just very the, – the whole premise is that, like, Dharma and her family is just the exact opposite of Greg and his family. Okay. And then the only other real characters that we see a lot are, like, Greg's bestie and Dharma's gre- bestie. Greg's bestie is named Pete Kavanaugh, which – since the Supreme Court, Kavanaugh. Oh, no. He, I can't look at him the same way. Sure. <laughs> I think Kavanaugh is like a pretty common last name, actually. Yeah. But I, it feels like that's the one that I remember. Anyway. And then Dharma's best friend. Oh, so Pete is like, he's not very smart. He's a lawyer, but he's just like a little bit gross, a little bit um, more like interested in, in like chasing women and being a guy's guy and being kind of gross, um, which is not my favorite. And then Jane is Dharma's best friend. And she's just like this petite little like grungy girl who like always has her hair colored and wears like a lot of, I don't know, kind of punky outfits um, and is just very weird. What's her name? You said Jane. Okay. Does she have any uh, like is she do you think she was based at all on the Jane character from Daria? (gasps) I would love that. Honestly, like aesthetically, very similar. Interesting. Um, I think <laughs> this Jane is from Canada. Is the Jane oh. and Daria from Canada? No, <laughs> no, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Also, just of the '90s, punky, grungy, yeah. artistic, mm-hmm. yeah, chick is a thing. Yeah. Okay. Whereas, like Dharma is weird in a very endearing, sweet way. Jane is weird in like a pretty bizarre way, but it's fun. It's fun. And then, besides these, like main characters, there's just. I don't know, a couple very minor reoccurring characters like Celia, Kitty and Edward's housekeeper. There's a couple minor characters who uh, reoccur. They like Dharma is a dog trainer and a yoga instructor. And at some point in the series, like she's part of this like yoga co-op. And Mm. so there's some other yoga teachers that are like in a lot of different episodes. And then, of course, um, they're dogs. So Dharma has two dogs, Stinky and Nunzio. But actually, <laughs> technically, like, Nunzio is Stinky's dog. Or maybe it's Stinky who's Nunzio's dog. It's just very silly how she's like, this is my dog. And this is my dog's dog. Mm, gosh, like, that what? reminds me of in Parks and Rec with April. He's like, this is my boyfriend and this is my boyfriend's boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the same. That does relate. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that comparison. Yeah. So those are essentially all the people that we'll see in in these five seasons. I mean, of course, every episode, there's like some different people who come and go. But for reoccurring folks, it's mainly those that I've mentioned that are part of this five season sitcom. It's only five seasons. For some reason, I thought it was much longer. No. So it's five seasons. It went from 1997 to 2002. I was like 10 when it came out and 14 when it ended. <laughs> Perfect for your age. <laughs> yeah, it's truly my formative no, years. No, it's not. That's okay. <laughs> uh, is that not like, I mean, I just watched a lot of TV at that time in my life, I think. Oh, yeah. I, still I watch mean, a lot I watched of TV. the most ridiculous things. It was not necessary for me as a small child to be watching Just Shoot Me. Like, no, <laughs> not it. Um, but I love it. Okay, so I, I mean, you said Jenna's character. I'm sorry dharma was Mm -hmm. formative for you but like what else do you think was the most formative that you got out of the show 
So what's interesting is that I like so I watched it when I was young on ABC on the little TV in my room. Like this was, you know, I remembered the show fondly. And then it was a pandemic rewatch for me. And just like so, you know, sometimes we're just looking for shows that go down easy. This does. Mm-hmm. 22 minute episodes there's some kind of thing that they go through you know and then everyone's happy in the end and like I said it's very character driven so it's like you don't really have to pay close attention you just have to like know who the characters are yeah and it all feels good so it was a comforting rewatch but when I as I was rewatching I recognized a lot of things that I think played a bigger role in my like young adulthood than I realized specifically okay so it's a sitcom there's a laugh track there's just like a lot of a lot of jokes sprinkled throughout and some are like kind of cheap jokes. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of jokes that are like quite funny and also a lot of jokes that do not hold up well. Ooh. Um I mean, as yes. as, as is the case when we rewatch any shows from that era, you know? Mm-hmm. And even shows from a lot more recently, unfortunately. But what I think is interesting and I I I was like looking online to see if anyone else has these takes and they I couldn't find a lot about Dharma and Greg written because it's so old like pre-internet it's from, yeah it's from pre-internet <laughs> days and also you know whereas some shows like the nanny that were pre-internet are like having a resurgence and, like people are talking about it more because there's like this great rewatch kind of moment happening that has not happened for Dharma and Greg and I don't know if it ever will so I like am nervous with these takes because like maybe it's not accurate. But for me, this is our show. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Thank you for the reassurance. <laughs> I just think you know, as as many jokes that are just like not appropriate now and would not fly. I think there's a lot of radical themes that are brought up in this show, and like the way they talk about Native Americans or transgender folks or like talk about sexuality. Um, is, you know, of course there's like cheap and appropriate jokes. And also there's a lot of things that I think really opened my eyes and were maybe educational. It's like little 11 year old me uh-huh. watching this show. Um, is it, is it adjacent or similar to like on the show Rhesus? There's the hippy dippy teacher, Miss Grunky, who was like uh, feminist yeah, uh-huh. and like very oh much God. into this too. And I feel like she was a, fr- a quote unquote free spirit a la Dharma. Yeah, I think that is a really cool parallel to make. Yeah, I would definitely. I, I mean, she probably did it better because it was for a kids' cartoon. And she but was also similar not white. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's sorry, not to no, like throw that out there, good. but very little representation. I was actually curious on Dharma and Greg. Like, oh my god, no, everybody's white. white. Okay. All all of the characters I described to you are white, with the exception of Celia, the housekeeper. I roll. Yeah, um, there are a few people of color that we see, like you know in the background or maybe in a role like here and there but for the most part it's all white folks mm-hmm. um and a lot of like the radical lessons come from dharma's parents and i honestly i think it's like a lot of it is presented so we laugh at it like her dad larry so skeptical of the government you know and we're like meant to laugh at all these things but he's like saying some real shit mm-hmm. um and so as an example And, like, this episode is not well done by today's standards, but I wonder if it was well done, you know, to 1998 standards. So the episode kicks off where Dharma is, like, sunbathing on the roof with Jane, and there's this Native American guy who's there. And she's like, oh, hi, how are you? Who are you? You know, like, just, like, being kind and, like, introducing herself. And he's like, yeah... Um, I'm actually dying and I came back here because this is like my ancestral burial lands that are like now apartment buildings here in San Francisco. Mm. 
And she's like, oh my goodness, like, let me help honor you in your last week of life. Like, how can I make your passing to the next realm, you know, better for you? And so she like brings him home and then like we cut to like Greg coming home and Dharma's you know there and then this guy like walks through the living room in Greg's bathrobe and Greg's like <laughs> Dharma why is there a Native American gentleman in my bathrobe um and he's like Dharma like you know this thing comes like Dharma you can't take people home this man is saying all these things but you can't trust him and she's like I absolutely can trust this man like let me be here for him in this like really important time and so like there's a lot of like like not appropriate jokes about American Indians in the show. And also Larry is just like saying all of these very, very, I don't know, hard hitting things. Like he talks about, he just details the history of like how the U S has like fucked over native Americans Hmm. from the beginning of time, you know? And it's like that kind of, and we're we're meant to laugh at it, but it's like very real true stuff. And Mm -hmm. I don't think those kind of facts and things were being shared on TV and like, how Dharma is just like very invested in like these rituals that this man has to or wants to perform as he's like, you know, at his end of life. It's really like beautiful. Uh, that's at least how I take it. And again, not done totally well, but there are elements of, I'm just thinking about that episode in particular, there are elements of that th- that are, I don't think we would have seen on TV. And for me, again, as an 11 year old watching this, I was like, oh, I'm learning things. Like, I did not know that. And like, we're laughing at that. But oh, that is an interesting fact that I think I connects to something I learned in school, but in a different way. Uh, And I think that was very positive for me. And I wonder if it was positive for other people too. Yeah. Like, what are the little things that get lodged in your brain when you are consuming so much of this? Mm -hmm. I'm curious, do you know what other like TV shows were going on in 1997? No, you could. So I do know that this show was produced by Chuck Lore, and I have a bunch of other shows that he produced. Some of which were around the same time. Um, yeah, he did a lot. He did a lot, a lot. So like, I think Two and a Half Men came out around the same time. Okay, do you want to know a fun fact about Dharma and Greg related to Two and a Half Men? Yeah. Okay, so since it is a Chuck Lorre production, apparently both Thomas Gibson and Jenna Elfman show up in a Two and a Half Men episode as Fun. a couple and like supposedly Dharma and Greg, but maybe because it's under a different production company, um, they couldn't call them that in the titles or anything like that. Oh, that's so, so fun. Isn't that funny? Oh. Okay, we, sh- we should do a Google. What else was on TV in 1997? I, I got you. I got <laughs> oh, you. Oh, Soraya, tell me, tell me. Do we want to do it? You said it was CBS that this is on? Actually, it's ABC. ABC. That makes more sense, actually. It doesn't feel like more of an ABC situation. So, okay. Current series that were running consistently. America's Funniest Home Videos, Boy Meets World, Drew Carey Show, Ellen. (laughs) Oh, Grace Under Fire, which I don't know about, but that's another Chuck Lorre. Chuck Lorre. Home Improvement, NYPD Blue. Mm-hmm. is Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Spin mm-hmm. City. So that makes so, sense. Oh, Spin City. So this show was never like a Friday night show. I think it was on Wednesdays and then it moved to either Tuesdays or Thursdays. But actually, that's part of what led to its demise mm. because it got moved to the same night that Frasier was on on CBS mm. um, in the same, t- the same time slot and Frasier just did better. And so um, like I, I think Dharma and Greg kind of fizzled out in season four and season five. I don't remember that watching it, but I looked at like some reviews and things and people kind of said it started to go a little downhill season four. But I think that's when 
it was up against um, tougher competition. And that's what led to it being canceled. Or at least that's what the internet says. Yeah. I mean, this is such it's so weird to think about the shows that were popular at this time and how that played into it. I will also say Roseanne ended and didn't return in 1997. And Chuck Lorre wrote for that at some point. Yeah. So that's interesting. interesting that he was still very much in the ABC space. <laughs> Can I just share a few more um, shows that were popular during this time this year? Yeah. And I want to okay. know, Sway, what were you watching at this time? Well, okay. That's also why I kind of brought this up because we were talking about like who out there was actually having these conversations that were kind of radical. And I was thinking King of the Hill actually did a little bit of that. I with, agree. Um, some of their characters and it started in 1997. So okay. Okay. I think this is maybe a time where things were starting to shift up um case in point uh the simple life aired on cbs <laughs> which i'm surprised it's cbs that feels like it would be a fox show to me but that anyway. was 1997 yeah 1997 oh my gosh it, i thought that was that felt like like 2003 that didn't feel like 1997 that's unless whoa. it's like a different version than the oh it's a different one this is oh, okay <laughs> okay i was like paris is what Okay. okay, it has Judith Light. Do you know who Judith Light is? No, who is that? Oh, okay. Did you ever watch Who's the Boss? No. You didn't? Let um, me Google Judith Light. She Okay, <laughs> my favorite re- reference to Judith Light is in the show Broad City. Um, Alana is dog walking, and there's this gorgeous, like, tall i don't even know what type of a dog was but it had the longest blonde hair like just sweeping Mm -hmm. willowy dog and she just called this dog judith light and i thought she was an ugly betty i'm pretty sure she's in a Um, ton of stuff she's oh you know what she was in the politician she's in that thruple yes yes that's where i know her from most recently yeah yeah she also i'm yeah i'm just like skimming her um her Wikipedia, and it's like boom, 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 just a million shows that I know. Yeah. yeah. So unfortunately, that was misleading. Simple Life, not the one starring Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton, a different one. So that makes more sense. I will say CBS was the the show or the network that I think my grandparents always had on when I went okay. over to their house. So they, I feel like Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman was always <gasps> on. Oh, um, that's my shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dr. Quinn. Oh, I love that. What about – there's another show that I associate Walker, with that. Walker, Texas that must, Ranger. Okay, also great. But, no, there's that one. It's Touched by an angel. Step, Yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Oh my god. Touch by an angel. Oh my god, I love that. Oh wow. Okay. We watched a lot of that when I was young. Oh my gosh. The nanny was also on CBS at that time. Was, was so that a CBS show or a Fox a- show? Apparently. I think maybe maybe it changed over at some point, but it says CBS is a returning series at that point. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Just real interesting. Um, so I guess for me. I was watching like The Simpsons and X-Files with my dad. I mean, Frasier and Friends were running at this time. Third Rock from the Sun was going on. Mm-hmm, ER. Mm-hmm. Third Rock. Just yeah. Shoot Me. There's my show, I guess. You you watched Just Shoot Me a lot, I didn't, didn't you? love it, but I definitely watched a lot, and I don't mm-hmm. know why. Um, so, yeah. I It's just a weird era for television, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, I agree. And it feels like um, like when we're talking about like Dr. Quinn and um, Touched by an Angel, it almost feels like a dream watching mm-hmm. those. Like I couldn't tell you any specifics of anything, but also it feels so familiar, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, did you know that Clueless was a TV show at one point? No. So it had been on ABC. Then it moved to UPN because UPN was still a thing. and. Okay. 
Uh, Moesha was a show at that point. That did was UPN important. turn to the CW? Turn it into did because WB still existed with Seventh Heaven and Buffy the Vampire oh, Slayer. Oh, yeah. And Sister Sister and Smart Guy. Yeah. I We didn't get UPN or CW or you mean WB I don't think at got, this point. Oh, sorry. W, yeah. Or yeah. even NBC, I think. So, like, all those shows I either watched when they got like rerun on Fox or like when I got older. Okay. Okay. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay, I totally derailed you though. Oh no! Welcome, memory lane. This was so fun. The era was, and I think that I think it really sets the scene. You know, like what else was on TV, and I, I think that I don't know. On the one hand, we had a lot of sitcomy thing. You know, Home Improvement, Boy Meets World, Full. I guess not Full. What's the other one? Seventh Heaven. Yeah, there was this one. That was like on on Friday nights. That was like Full House, but not Full House. But I remember when I was young, younger than this, it, my mom was like, "That has too many adult themes in it. You can't watch it." Step by oh, step. It no. Well, that didn't return in nineteen ninety-seven. Oh, no, but, not well. Okay. Maybe it was Step by Step. Hmm. I don't remember. Well, there are a lot of blonde people in it. Probably a lot of shows. Anyway, I feel <laughs> a lot of shows are full of blonde people, including this one. Um. I, I just feel like Dharma and Greg was a little bit different. Um, and maybe it wasn't different at all, but the characters we're seeing, and again, it's just like, I mean, I hope this is clear. Like, it's like real, like, you know, like stereotypical portrayals of like this incredibly free spirited hippie family and this incredibly like hoity toity posh family. We're really leaning into it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I don't know. It feels a little bit different. Oh, hey, I don't think I mentioned this. You, I mean, of course, I've I've shared and it's been very clear. The whole premise of this is like opposites attract. Do you know that Dharma and Greg get married the first date they go on? I mean, I assume they were married the whole time, but I didn't realize that was what what were the hijinks that ensued for them to get yeah, married. So it's just the very first the very first episode kind of sets this sets makes this all happen, and so then they are married the whole time, basically. Okay. But in the first episode, we have this like flashback to when they're children, and Dharma with her parents is like you know young little girl who we you know or know is meant to be Dharma, is like on the subway, and then like little posh little boy Greg with his parents is also like on the subway like walking on the subway platform, and the, the children like lock eyes. And there's like a weird connection and like they want, like, I don't, I think like Greg like wants to get on the train and talk to her, but his mom's like, oh no, Gregory, like come with me, you know? And then it's like this like missed connection when they're children. And Mm. then we flash, we like fast forward to them as adults. I imagine they're like in their mid twenties. And they're, they like go on a date. I don't even know how the date happens, but there's just such a like incredible connection there that they just get married. And then after they get married, they're like learning all these things about each other that hmm. are just like so that that's when it's like, oh, we didn't realize how different we were. We just felt this incredible chemistry that like we didn't know how to do anything besides get married right now. And <laughs> now we're learning. Yeah. And now we're learning like how different we are and specifically how different our families are. It's just really, it's a really interesting thing. And I don't think, like, they don't say, like, I remember you as a child, but they do, it is like, oh, I feel like I know you so well. I feel like I've known you for years. Like, that kind of energy with their first meeting in real life, like, as adults. Yeah. It's very interesting and unrealistic, but, like, kind of fun to dream about, you know? Do you think if this show was pitched today that it would be approved or, like, run with? 
What a question. Uh... (laughs) Also, like, you're not a network, exactly. But I know that they love to remake shows. And so I'm curious if, like, somebody's out there shopping around a script for the remake of Dharma and Greg. So, okay, I think probably no. However, I think it could be done. Like, like I would love to see it. And I think that there could be some definite changes made. Like, I think if there was, like, I don't know, maybe they're, like, a mixed-race couple and maybe we have, like, just more representation throughout or maybe they're a queer couple or, like, I just think that there are ways that we could do it better, like, that are more representative and inclusive but keep some of that, like, from two different worlds kind of thing you know um Was i think it could be possible discussed as well because oh it, my God. it breaks me in like san francisco like why would they choose that show of all places i guess like full house was in san francisco at the time too I stumbled upon an article that said some where, where someone said that they thought dharma and greg was more representative of san francisco than full house was i believe it yeah yeah interesting yeah, no, class is a huge discussion. I mean, like, it's that's one, it feels like a theme that underlies, that, like, you know, lays under, underlies, can I say it like that? <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, <laughs> e- everything that happens, you know, because Dharma's parents are like these, you know, hippies who have a vegetable garden and don't care about wealth. And Greg's family is just like so focused on, like, uh, you know, r- maintaining their power and privilege and wealth. Yeah. I almost wonder now if it would be like a story of San Francisco and like someone from Oakland or like even if that's Uh, applicable like what would mm -hmm. the modern day version of this be I have no idea also why am I talking about this like I know anything about those dynamics no I'm here for it though (laughs) I love that you asked the question like could it be remade and like I said probably not but man I would love it to be and I do I do think that there are things that could happen that would make it work really well for this day and age and the like the I don't know. In some ways, I feel like Abby and Larry, Dharma's parents, were ahead of their time. Mm -hmm. Like the things that they're talking about now would fit. Sorry, the things that they were talking about then would fit in really well with like cultural conversations. Now, they would really have to update some of these cheap jokes, most of these cheap jokes um, that rely too much on like stereotype. But I think some of the like the more, you know, like I mentioned earlier, like the more educational like the meteor like little quips and things um that are more punching up would would fit in really well nowadays which i mean it tracks though i know in previous episodes of actually matter of fact when we've talked about you know the advocacy that was happening in the late 50s 60s and 70s you know that would be of like her parents time frame yeah to be Mm -hmm. active and be you know hippies and Mm -hmm. the stuff that was being talked about just in regards to like fat activism so applicable today (laughs) like it's not Mm -hmm. any different so it's interesting how that continues to evolve and stay the same at this um at the same time and i i think that's like kind of a natural segue i want to know about fat stuff at the show i would imagine zero percent to like bad things (laughs) happening yeah but anyway no yeah so i when i did my rewatch last year i didn't like make i didn't pull out my notes app and like make a list of all the fat phobic stuff that happened you know but so i so i guess like i i share that to say i'm sure there's fat phobic stuff that happens but there is very little that like comes to mind when i'm thinking about the series overall for mm-hmm. me i think that pete like pete's probably like the heaviest person on the show i don't even think he's fat uh, greg's best friend okay. um 
And I think there maybe was some like getting healthy, getting fit, weight loss kind of thing related to his character at some point. Um, and I'm sure there are fat phobic jokes that are made, but I just, it's like, we don't have a fat Monica or something. You know what I mean? Right. I don't think there's a fat, I cannot remember a fat suit in the show. Um, if there is, it's like a one-off little shtick for a thing and it's not like a reoccurring trope, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not good, but it's not bad. But I also think that like, there is a lot of, um, and again, there it's played for for laughs, but because Dharma and her family are so open and so like everyone's wonderful, everybody's beautiful, there were like some body positive themes that mm. were that were maybe showing up through her, you know, lens at that time, um, which I think is is like really special, you know. But again, like, did they do it well? No, but mm-hmm. like it, it doesn't seem terribly bad. Um, and also there's just like no fat representation. So that yeah. of course is not good. Yeah. Huh. I I think something else not related to fat stuff, but just slightly related to, I don't know, beauty standards and who's a star. Of course, Jen Elfman is like a so ridiculously beautiful, blonde, tall, thin woman, but she's a little weird. Um, and her, I, you know, we've talked before at length on matter of like on our, on our regular episodes of matter of fat, my like style as a as a young person, <laughs> um, and I think it was really heavily influenced by her. Um, she just wears a lot of quirky stuff, and I love it. Um, and she's also, I don't know, like she is so aligned with like stereotypical beauty but just like a little bit different which i feel like is all we got in that era someone who's just a little bit different oh you have short hair oh short hair you know like just like a little bit different and i think my little you know young self was like oh she's a little bit weird and quirky and like looks a little bit different than most of the people i'm seeing on tv and i like identify with that yeah it's like you can only latch on to whatever is relatable to you and that's what you get yeah Yeah. um there is one little thing that I just giggle about still that I like to mention and but first I want to ask do you so it feels like in the in life before memes and before the internet for, for me I know like a lot of movies and tv shows I watched as a young person there's like little one-liners and like little things that really like just stuck out to me and like me and my friends would like say over and over again and like giggle about. Is that something you experienced? Oh yeah, absolutely. And they're not even funny. Like I think back to now, I remember like <laughs> my friend and I went to go see ooh, National Treasure. <laughs> wait is that with um what's in the nicholas cage yes you know it you absolutely know it and for whatever reason we knew it wasn't good but we definitely kept quoting bits back to each other and thought it was Mm -hmm. the most hilarious thing ever it is national treasures yeah i'm there with you except i'm excited to hear whatever you're setting up right now and i i guess like it just feels like such a phenomenon of my youth because i don't think that happens as much these days you know i'll laugh at something but i don't remember it in the same i don't quote it you know yeah um and maybe that's just like being young and like me and my sister would often just like you know share quotes of things with each other and like giggle a bunch but there you is mean a like one... silly goofy mood we don't do that anymore <laughs> oh, that, okay actually that is a great that is a great example that is a meme. That in present times yeah it's but a that's meme. not an actual show that like became no, funny meme. because of a meme yeah so you're, yeah yeah right. just 
the way that's evolved is so noteworthy. But anyway, um, there is one little line that Dharma makes that I like have my whole life thought of and giggled about because it really it really spoke to me because it was oh. like my experience. Okay. So her and Jane, I forget the the premise of this um, episode, but Jane and Dharma are like in bathroom stalls and like J- or Dharma like gets locked in the bathroom stall and she's trying to like crawl out from underneath of the bathroom stall with the door still locked, you know? Um, and she can't fit. And she says, damn, my ample bosom. <laughs> and I just, <laughs> there have been so many times in my life where I've said that to myself in that way. Like me digging under my bed to try to find something. I can't fit in. Damn, my ample bosom. You know, just like so many times. And I like. And your old cat knew. Yeah, yeah I knew. I knew my fate. Well, I, let's be real. I already had boobs when I was 10. Yeah. Um, I um and and I think what makes me laugh is that like I I know that that is from that show right but I it's something it's just become like something I say in my head a lot throughout my life and it was fun to rewatch Dharma and Greg and be like oh my god the scene that's the scene that's, that's the what I said that from. because of yeah <laughs> oh that's yeah. really great I you know I haven't really looked at Jenna Elfman I am not even googling her really right now but I don't think of her as having an ample bosom. <laughs> When it comes down to it. So that's what? interesting. Maybe also, it was like, just the- we know bathroom doors. They're very, very wide underneath. So like, <laughs> Wait, it was the premise her. was where the set designers had to make very low uh, bathroom doors uh, just for that line. Somebody, somebody yeah. did that. I love that you could just still hold those words close. I imagine yeah. that writer has no idea the profound impact they've had on your life. No, they had no idea. And also, I'm uh, like, I regret to inform you that I just googled Jenna Elfman's bus size, and it is not ample what in the ways weird. that weird. <laughs> things are ample in my world um but I like, yes distinctly didn't make that choice and was like i don't want to do that you did oh uh, you're gonna get Sorry. some weird things advertised here going forward i know yeah um but yes that is just like such a very specific little silly thing but i had to share because like i said and it's like still something i will like say to myself to this day i love it I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's like super important or relevant. I mean, we said at the top of all this, this is not some hard hitting, exhaustive explanation of a show, you know, like it's just a little info and then the stuff we loved. Um, but yeah, Darman and Greg, the, the, if you, I guess like um, to you, Soraya and anyone else listening to this episode, I would recommend this show very, very highly. I think that, like I said earlier, it goes down real smooth. Like it's just a very easy show to watch. And damn it, if I did not shed tears at the series finale, <laughs> um, which I guess happens a lot, you know, for me when I, when a show comes to an end, but um yeah, it's worth it's worth a watch and it's easy to pick up just like if you, you know, you you could watch the the episodes in order, the seasons in order. It's also pretty easy to pick up anywhere in the series. So I guess with that, Soraya, I have to ask you, is this something that you're ever going to watch? <laughs> was hoping you wouldn't I was <laughs> I might because of the hearty recommendation you've given it um sitcoms are not my favorite thing like yeah. laugh tracks bother me a little bit yeah but it is weird but you know I'm not opposed to having a nice a nice happy show once in a while so mm-hmm. I'll I'll watch a episode and we'll see what happens and also, I'm not like, 
whether you or anyone else feels compelled to turn on Dharma and Greg, like if you'd love to, I would love that for you. And also it will just hold such a strong place in my heart, whether, you know what I mean? Like it matters not, right? Like do it if you want to, don't feel pressured if you don't want to. It's still like a fun show um, that I will always love, regardless of if it is watched by more. If there, But you know what I will say? Mm. wouldn't it be fun if there was some kind of cultural moment where we did a rewatch of this show i mean i would be here for it <laughs> a la the nanny i know well and i was just thinking like it's worth it just for the nostalgia of it all like it's a time capsule of 90s experiences and why not you know at least one episode can hurt and with me, it's like Pringles. Once you once you pop, you can't stop. So we'll see what happens. No promises. I'm under promising over delivering. It, but it just you watch it on Hulu, and it just goes from one episode to the next. And you're like, oh, I'm four episodes in. How did that happen? Oh, How I don't know. I guess I'm going to keep going. All mm-hmm. right, let's keep watching Thomas Gibson before his downfall. All before right. his downfall, and Jenna Elfman and her one main claim to fame. There it is, my takes on Dharma and Greg. Thanks for taking a stroll down memory lane with me, Soraya. Yeah, so happy to go way back with this one. It is such a joy to be able to indulge in this silly, goofy project <laughs> with you and also with you, listeners. Because, um, you know, who doesn't love an excuse to chat about random TV shows that you may or may not have even seen or care about at all? <laughs> Absolutely. If you don't already, we hope you check out our regular episodes from four full seasons of Rad Fat Content. Visit our website, www.matteroffatpod.com, and find us on social media at, at @matteroffatpod for info about us, Matter of Fat, and all the great guests that we feature in our regular seasons. If you love this pod, you can send some fat cash our way or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, um, unless you hate this little project, in which case um, just humor us until season five, okay? Just be chill. <laughs> uh, thanks for taking time with us while we considered Dharma and Greg... As a matter of fact. Matter of fact.